Hey everyone and welcome. My name's Simon Linstead. I'm the host and founder of the InfoSec Live community. We were founded in June 2021 and we've grown to 2,000 cyber folks as members and helping people raise their game every day in cybersecurity. This is our sixth episode of the Day in the Life Cybersecurity series. And today we have Chimeria Gonzalez with me, who's going to tell us all about how she's broken into this industry. Welcome, Chimeria. Please say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. Hey, so come on, tell us a bit about yourself before we start digging into um, where you've been and how you've got where you are today. Okay, I am an Air Force veteran. Um, I've been in so many different industries. You know, I get, I do a lot of them because I was military. I'm married with another military member. So I had to be flexible because we move a lot and I get bored. And so I decided to, I've gone from being a tax specialist, a small business accountant. I also did computer information systems. I did um, hospitality, I worked in real estate, and then I realized I'm like, I'm just doing this to sustain my family. I wanna do something that I'm happy with and computer technology, I've always enjoyed it. So I decided, well, let me go back to school for something that I actually want to continue and to progress in. So I went to school and I started down the cybersecurity path and that was the beginning of, I feel like my career, my new, like my eyes are open and I was like, okay, this is exactly what I should have done a long time ago. And how, how long, how long ago was it you started studying? I started my journey in May of 2021, where that's where I decided, okay, let me find something. I, and that's when I found um, a school that would give me some certifications where I could just almost wait in like the kiddie pool to make sure it was something that I wanted to do. The first day was like, okay, this was exactly, exactly what I, what I wanted to do. I knew I could do, I always thought coding was interesting, the languages. Um, so when I started my cyber ops certification, that I was like this, I, it just solidified that path and so since then i got the certifications i believe i've i was able to receive six certifications and then i decided to start looking for a career and then i found my csi um, analyst position where i i can't talk more ex how excited i am for that let's um that's really quick let's go back to this because so <laughs> did you say may 2021 is when it start you started yeah, so I signed up in May um, 2021 and my school started in June and then I graduated that program four months later. Um, that four and a half months is how, it, how long it took me to get all my certifications because I'm, I love education. So pretty much after I finished the course, I went straight away to get my certification probably stressed myself out probably more than I should have, but that's how I am. And after that four and a half months, I received all the certifications. And so this was about, um, let's see, June, July. So around September, October, I started putting applications in. I did not 
throw a lot of applications out there because I'm a firm believer in really finding that place you want, like doing a lot of research. I, I did research on, I think, three major companies, all of which um, followed that, that culture that I firmly, firmly believed in. I spoke to numerous people at the, those three places and put in applications to just those and just kept on it. One of the positions was with one of my friends who she's like, this is a great place. And, and we had that same thought process where the culture, the way the company treats you is paramount. I don't want to work for a company that's like, it's great. The salary is great, but you, I, I don't want to play that. Um, so I went after that position and, um, unfortunately in the middle of it, I got COVID, but, um, I don't know if it's just the military in me. I, I was like, I can do the interview, but just know that <laughs> you'd be dramatic. So I was like, just know I'm probably going to be dying a little bit. And, uh, they just kept going on with the interview. And so I, I was like, if I could do this through COVID. I want, this is a job that I want. And they saw that. So, um, I was able to get that offer in November because I, it was about, um, an, a month and a half that I had COVID and also a month and a half of that interview process. So not, not only was that unbelievably quick, but you had COVID for six weeks of that as well. Yes. That's, uh, do you know, that there's two, there's two things that stand out massively between what you've said and what a lot of people say who you speak to who are seeking for jobs. Um, and they both relate to the same thing. One is your history, your experience, um, all obviously contributes to you being who you are today and you approaching it the way you did because you've maybe got a bit more of an understanding of the business world. You've worked out the fact that values are important and who you work with are important and that for me is something that i've only worked out over the last few years and the other thing is the fact that you've only sent off so few applications when all you read on linkedin is i've sent off 100 resume or 100 resumes and i always think i kind of sit there wondering why and find who you want to work for first and then tailor those applications to each one makes a lot more sense and the argument you get back from people is it takes too long yes right how long did it take you to get in to cyber security <laughs> you um, know it's yeah. that, that that's that's my point is yeah. that yes. it might take too long or seem take to take too long because you compare it to a process that's broken and doesn't work so um true. you know i I've never got a job from sending off a resume, but then I think I've only ever applied for two jobs in my life. But it seems like a thankless task to me to send out the same letter over and over again and expect to get anything different back. And it goes back to saying, you know, do the same thing, expect the same results. You can't expect anything different. So let's let's go back to how do you feel your previous life experiences have helped you get into cybersecurity? Obviously the exams and training has helped. Or should I say, do you feel your previous life experiences helped? I definitely believe that they did because, you know, compared to those that are in my circle, my network, I am, I'm probably one of the very few veterans. And so my mind, my mentality is a bit different where let's just go for it. Like, I'm not 
afraid I'm not going to, I know that I have a negativity sometimes with how I feel, but I also have a very, I know what I'm, I'm worth. I know that I've been through things, you know, being bad or good. And I, all those are just experiences that are going to help flourish you and, and push you forward. And so with that being said, I, I knew that this is what I want and whatever it takes, even if it did take longer, I would be okay with that. But I felt when I started and I came into the community, everyone was like, you've got a network, you've got a network. I was like, okay, I'm not afraid to talk to anybody. I think that there are people that don't have that, that social aspect where they feel like they can just walk up to somebody or they don't feel comfortable doing that. And I feel that is probably one of the, the hardest blocks for people because you never know, like, talk to me out. Sure. What do you need? I can tell you about this company. I can tell you about this company. The, the only reason um, InfoSec Live's grown is because I've spoken to hundreds of people and people say, you know, it's easy for you. You're a people person. Well, haven't always been, you know, it's, it's like anything, isn't it? You can learn, can yeah. learn skills. And I, I desperately wanted to be a pen tester, but I'm not technical enough. So I'm playing to my strengths now. And, but I know enough technical stuff to get by and perhaps to help advise companies to connect with the right people for that advice. And I think you can learn enough soft or essential skills to get by and get through that interview process as well. And I think if people maybe focused on that a bit more, um, I'm going to say something controversial now. I should check your profile first before I say it. <laughs> but as much as I love um, <laughs> frantically searching, as much as I love <coughs> the gamified learning platforms, oh, we're all right. Um, I'm not convinced that employers are that impressed by the fact that you're top 5% on Trihackney. Mm -hmm. um, it's like every profile I see says the same thing. Um, whilst it is an achievement, because I know how hard it is to, to crack those boxes and I know how hard hack the box is as well, it's about relating that to how you're going to add value to a business, isn't it? It is. And, I don't know. Um, do, do you think with you aligning your values with the companies you applied for, do you think that made a difference in the interviews as well? Um, I believe so, because it was one of the things that when they asked, do you have any questions? One of my questions is, is what's your culture and how are you going to bring value to me? Because I know what I'm going to bring to the table and yeah. I need that to be the same. And I wasn't afraid to ask for that. Um, and I think because of that, because I came very strong and they were just as strong in their values we aligned pretty quick and they were i always anybody that i interviewed what i said how is the company you know treating you what's that culture and what could they do better and that what could they do better can open up a lot of doors where if they're not doing great you can you can see where those problems are and when they came back and said you know i can't think of a way they're doing better because the things that we're not doing better, they're, they're working on those things. And this is the things. And so I, I really believe that asking those questions, how are you going to bring value to me? Because I know that I'm bringing value to the table. It's so, so, so important. So getting that right off the bat with those interviews, it was something that I think everyone that I talked to was on that same page. And I think, 
you know, everyone's well in their rights to ask those questions. And also the fact that whilst they might not be doing any, everything right, the fact that they're addressing it and making changes, you know, no one does everything right. There's not one company or person that does. And the important bit is that we recognize it and act on it. And the one thing that's common in everything you've said, though, is the differentiated between you and most people we see is mindset. Mm -hmm. And you've said it a few times indirectly about the not giving up and the fact that you decided you were going to do this so it was going to happen. And that is my biggest belief. You know, it, I think within within reason, I don't want to sound like one of these flippant 22 um, year old influencers who people are moaning about at the moment here, because, you know, that could be taken in all sorts of different contexts. But my point is you've got to be content with what you've got to start with. You've got to have a clear understanding of what success means to you. Mm -hmm. And you've got to make the decision that you're going to get it. And every day when you wake up, no matter how hard it is, you have to get back up and get on with it again. And I think that's what I see the most from veterans is that attitude. And I think it's undervalued massively when it comes to employment as well, because if someone's that tenacious on getting a job or trying to get a job, imagine how good they're going to be when they're working for you. Exactly. Um, I definitely agree with the that we have a lot of perseverance and resiliency. Um, resiliency is the key. I, I look at that with my children who, you know, they get affected the most in, in marriages that are, you know, dual military, even just with a single military it's it's something that I've noticed in myself not giving up hate. So, you know, getting when I have groups that we get together and you have we're gonna present something, you can see where people are like, I don't wanna present that and like why well, just talk about it. And then I'm always that person that <laughs> presents it because it's like I've I've been through worse. Like what come like just whatever you're gonna bring, bring that and that there is is a not looking at every situation in a scary way, but if it's going to be scary, then you know that when you come out of that, there's going to be a, a positive experience. You know, even if it's bad, there's going to be a positive experience. Like, okay, now I think, I I think some, sometimes we have to go through those bad experiences and learn that before we realize it. I mean, okay, not everyone, but I, I did. Um, and you're right. And I think that's what gives you that hope or that faith or that drive is that, you know, I, I look back now on some pretty dark times in my life and realize that without them, I wouldn't have learned anything that I know, that I know now. And no, you're so, at, you're, at, at you're the time, so it seems horrendous, doesn't it? It's, 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 it's very true. And I don't want people to be like, well, you just were in a perfect spot. And that wasn't the case. You know, the position that I had, um, I know that when on my resume, it came off like, well, you're way too qualified for that. And I don't like that. I know a lot of people hate when they're like, oh, I'm too qualified for it. Well, this is what you see. And this is what I want to bring. And that's something I actually had to talk to the manager, the hiring manager was, I'm looking at your resume and this is what I see. And I had to go where, okay, I understand that this position is entry level. I want to learn the fundamentals. Like I can't just, I don't want to jump, in, jump into a position that may be over my head. I want to learn all the bits and you know the foundation so that when I grow with this company, 
I am have a firm relationship with, you know, not only the team, but that that position and where it's going to go. So the position I had was very entry level, but I just started in cybersecurity. I'm not going to be a software developer, web developer, engineer right away. I want to be able to, it's just like school. Let me start where I need to start. So now I know where I want to go and, and grow with that company. So that was something that I did have to lay out on the table. I'm okay with taking the position. I don't want to just jump into a role that would potentially pay me 250,000, but now I'm stressed because it's a lot more than I, I can handle. Well, what a refreshing attitude. Um, the reason, the reason I say that is because there seems to be this delusion that you can do six weeks of training and then get, you know, these massive salary jobs and you just can't. Um, unless you lie your way in, like you just say, and then get found out six months later and lose it. And you've got to learn those basics first. And again, it's back to some of these training providers who I keep moaning about out there and their adverts where they're promising stuff that's never going to happen. And it's unfair, you know, it's, really taking much, it's, it's really not fair. And I think we've all, all you all have got to start somewhere when we get into a new industry. I've been very fortunate. I came in non-technical because i failed at the technical but i came in at sales which i'm good at so f for me you know i know what level i am at sales but if i'd have come in at penetration testing level i, I was fully expecting twenty-five thousand, thirty thousand a year salary which i probably haven't earned for 25 years you know but mm -hmm. you accept it because i knew where my knowledge was at yes and i mean it's, it's you know i with all the, the knowledge that I've gained from my past experiences, you, especially with what I'm doing, you come across that where you you show how, okay, this is something that's come up. Okay, well, this is what you should look for. That's that's definitely gonna be an attack to the company because I know what that looks like. It's, you know, I never thought real estate would come into play with the position that I have, but it does because you have those wire transfers that people so sadly get into and, and they get scammed out of lots of money and yeah. because i know what that looks like i can say that's that's a scam for sure because i know what the law looks like in that state or what the paperwork looks like and um and it, it's just amazing where you you have to use what those those experiences, the skills that you have to move forward and, and show that value so that, you know, you, they can put you where it is that you want to go, because without knowing what you can come and say, I have all this, this knowledge, but not show that or replicate that. You're it's, it's, it's knowing how to apply the knowledge, isn't it? Yes. Yes. And, and when I did my OSCP, I, I clearly had learned a lot, but didn't really know what it meant. And I don't know. It's again this whole myth of what whilst you've got an entry level role, you're certainly not at entry level standard, are you? Look at what you've had to learn to get to that point. And I would argue that that isn't an entry level role in itself because without all that previous experience, you never would have got it. So that I think there's a lot of honesty lacking in the industry when people speak to people as well about what they can expect to get in. And I think you're the same as myself in that you've got that genuine interest in tech and you've always found it interesting. We were talking about AI earlier, the, the whole subject fascinates and horrifies me. I think it does you as well. And yeah. 
that that that's why I decided at 45, you know, to pivot and come into this because I found it fascinating. But there are people who are coming in because of the money and I don't think that they will see much success. I mean, I won't dwell on that because I covered that off the other day, but let's um let's talk about a day in the life for you then at your job okay. at the moment. So what your job role is? So my job role is a CSI analyst at a company called Abnormal Security. And like before when we were speaking, we use a behavioral AI to help find and detect anomalies using the good behaviors that we get um, where it can help us with one blog, you know, email attacks, ransomware, malware, um, impersonation, executive takeovers, um, internal account takeovers. It's insane. I always enjoyed social engineering and it was something that fascinated me as well as AI. And now I see that the phishing attacks, um, account takeovers, but it's something that interests me. So that's what I do. I, I get to work. I open up my list or my queue of the emails and I differentiate into what type of attack it is looking at the type of uh, vectors that they're using. Is there a link in there? Is it safe? Is it just someone mad? And it's not, um, one of the biggest ones is because I enjoy writing and, and grammar. Sometimes I'm like, oh, that's an attack because they spelled the word wrong. But <laughs> it's not. Again, again, if you didn't know that, you wouldn't have spotted it. So is that is that part of the machine learning process that you're involved with that? Yeah. Yes, yes. So we help the machine learn through yeah. the human behavior what to rep like what to do as what we do. Um and so we help teach the AI what looks like an attack, what wording, what patterns there are. So sometimes it's just, you know, spam, but there are some interesting ones. I know that, you know, it's really nice that our company is so transparent and they share, hey, this is an attack that went through and we saved the company $100,000. That's what I truly like about the company because the CEO is right there giving kudos to anyone that does something tremendous. I mean, and sometimes it's just, hey, I think this is something that you need to know. And to other people, it's something small, but when you have your entire company coming together and saying, hey, John said this, or John found out about this, and we can use that to go forward and, and protect our clients, these you know corporations and enterprises, it's really nice, just the whole transparency of it. So that's where, you know, I, where my day is, is going through these emails going through the security, the email security and ensuring that these clients are being protected because there's there's always going to be someone out there to rip somebody off, to create a scam, to get that quick dollar. Um, is one of the things that I talk about on my team. I'm like, it's so crazy because people do definitely fall for stuff like that. And it's aggravating because you never know who's behind that email, you know? Yeah. So. So has it, has it opened your eyes to machine learning a bit? I mean, the whole, I never really understood what it meant, I suppose, in too much detail. And you've opened my eyes by telling me what you do for your job today. Yes. Yeah, I never thought that I'd be messing around with AI the way I am. But it's so incredibly interesting 
um, the way that people use and corporations use AI, you know, you use it daily. If you're talking to Google, if you're talking to Siri, if you're talking to Alexa, the algorithms and, you know, the amount of data that you have to teach these machines so that it's always consecutive is it's phenomenal. It's like mind blowing. The more I learn about the different types, like I didn't know that there were different types of AI. I thought, you know, there was AI. <laughs> and yeah, I'm gonna go to sleep one day and Google's going to grow legs and choke me. So it's, it's, this is what I thought. Like in the movies, AI is um, bots that are human, like almost human like. Yeah, emotion. Sunny, sunny from my robot is what. Yes, I and and you know from the trainings that I've had, we're not necessarily there yet as far as AI having empathy. So that in itself helped me feel a lot better. Like okay, so we are going to have a job after all. Is that <laughs> yeah, like I don't want to worry about the bots coming just yet. <laughs> we've got we've got a couple of decades left. Um, yes. I'm, I'm conscious of time. We've been chatting for such a long time and it's absolutely flown by, but we haven't talked about the fact that you give back as well and you help a bit with the community. Can we talk yes. about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, so because of the journey that I've had, I, I definitely give it back because it was my network. It was my community that, you know, helped push me and accelerate that. And so I uh, give back to a um, organization, it's a nonprofit organization um, called um, Boots to Books. And we um, help veterans, militaries that are the military. Why can't I speak today? I haven't been able to speak all day either. <laughs> I couldn't say you, I said your name wrong twice at the start and we've had to redo it. So I'm not going to make any comment. <laughs> um, so we help veterans, we help service members that are transitioning. Uh, military spouses, even family, so our children, um, we help with resources and services. So if they're looking to start a school, we can help with educational, higher education services, um, getting professional certifications. So there are individuals that are looking to get like Six Sigma, Security Plus, we can help with that as well as far and even with um, employment. So we have job fairs, we have resume building, we help with mentorships we have connect a lot of our military with internships um there there's so many different you, you do so much we do a lot um and i and i i love it because i feel like there are a lot of um opportunities out there given to us but because there's quite a bit you don't know what all you have and so this is the spot where a central location where you can come to us and say, hey, this is what I want. Okay, these are the things that we have. But, you know, also being a vet myself, I know, hey, also try this program because now you can use this and this as well. So um, since I've started volunteering there, I know that I talked to Peter and there was, there's been a, a 519% pledge donations like that in itself with growth it's uh, amazing um, it's what i mean peter and aubrey who set it up um, yes peter's the same age as my oldest son and he's absolutely blown me away the last few months in his tenacity to grow that uh, i haven't yes, spoke yes. to aubrey so i can't 
I can't blow as much smoke towards you, Aubrey, but I know how much work you've done as well. But Peter, you've you've blown me away with your work ethic and what you've achieved. And yes. the community they've built up, up, you know, with all of you together and the work you're putting in is phenomenal. And we've even created a, a channel within InfoSec for Boots to Books um, to link the kind of communities together. Yes. And I'll put a link in the comments um, for any veterans who are interested in finding out more because it is a phenomenal organisation. And Chimeria, yes, yes, yes. we're, we're out of time. Um, I've got my Meet the Members event for the community. If anyone fancies it, not that this is live. So we're now going to be 24 hours behind if you're watching this. But it's been absolutely amazing talking to you. I'm so glad to hear, well, firstly, that you landed the job so quickly. And secondly, that the employer is the right one for you and you, you enjoy it so much, which is so important. Um, any wise words before we go for those job seekers out there? Um, look into your community, look into your network because there are people out there that want to help. So don't feel like you're going to be a bother to them. And there's going to be multiple people that want to grow. If you need someone, please, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn and we'll go from there. Like I, I just enjoy helping people because I know what it feels like out there. You feel alone. So definitely we're out there to help the community. Community, community counts, doesn't it? And there are yeah. yes. there's so many amazing people and communities out there. And mindset, the thing that we've talked about, again, is everything. And surrounding yourself with the right people is crucial. Um, my grandmother used to have a saying, and it was lay down with dogs and you get fleas. Um, it works the other way as well. Surround yourself with people who've got positive mindsets and want to achieve the same thing. And guess what? You'll soon start to do that. So, Chimeria, thank you so much. Um, please like and subscribe to our content if you've enjoyed it. Link to join the community will be in the comments below. And we'll both see you later. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chimeria. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.